Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Moving to like Fit Drummers, this has like an application uh, definitely for your shows and like every, and just your tour being like being more resilient on the tour, being feeling like you're coming out of the tour with as much or greater energy than you went into it, as opposed to, you know, breaking down as you're going, going through the tour, but also like in the, in the practice room or on stage, just being able to uh, be aware, like take a step back. It's almost like a, an above view of what you're doing uh, at the same time. And then going inside and, and noticing like what's going on, um, with my breathing right now? Am I like, uh, am I breathing well? Am I sitting up straight? So welcome to another episode of Drum for the Song podcast. I am your host, Dane Campbell. Today's guest is all the way from Canada. It's Rich Knox, who plays in the fantastic rock band Danko Jones. How's it going, Rich? Uh, it's going very well. Thanks for having me. Really That's excited right. to chat. Yes, um, it's my absolute pleasure. Um, it was great to meet you uh, a month or so ago at the Cardiff International Arena when Danko yeah. Jones supported um, The Darkness and Blackstone Cherry. So that was really cool. Yeah. And, uh, we got to meet up in your gigantic dressing room. It was a, lar- a large dressing room, wasn't it? <laughs> compared to the tour, it was a small I, conference room. <laughs> a small, yeah, it was literally a small conference room. Um, and compared to the the tour I just did as the opening band, we were lucky to get like a little box room and like with like three chairs in it. So yeah, that, that was luxurious, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how that's how we roll. No, the, actually, the rest of our tour was the exact same. It was, <laughs> but that was an exception. Yeah. Yeah, well, we we like to treat our visitors well in Wales. Oh, that was appreciated. Yeah, not that I had yeah. anything to do with it, but yeah, we. Oh. I know. I know they look after the bands there on behalf of Wales. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> nice. But um, yeah. How how did the tour go anyway? It was awesome. It was awesome. It was pretty short. Uh, I think we had, I think it was seven shows, and uh, but they it was great. It was like such a fun time. Um. Like, yeah, we were the first band uh, of three uh, playing. And so sometimes, you know, that you can go on stage and not a lot of people are there. But we were pretty fortunate that by the time, like every every night we went on stage, uh, it was already pretty full. The the, the, uh, the venues were already pretty full. And by the end, like jammed. So that was really nice. And everybody, yeah, it, fans were digging it. And the other bands were really nice to us. And yeah, it was just a good vibes. Really good vibes the whole time. Good vibes is yeah. the best way. And um, yeah, I totally know what you mean about that because there's a lot of similarities here with the tour I just did. We were first of three bands and our stage time was 7.20 every night, which is incredibly early. Um, but yeah, I think because of the the nature of the bill, I'd say, you know, they were like 70% full by the time we started. And then, you know, a little bit more towards the end of the set. Um Likewise, good vibes with all bands. Nice. Um, for anyone listening, I was just touring with Black Star Riders and Michael Monroe with my band, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, if you didn't know. 
but yeah, it was a pretty cool kind of the videos looked awesome. Yeah, man. I, well, I got lots more to make. Really, um, I'm trying to get some of the this audio files off our sound engineer, and um, I've so far I've just uploaded my drum cam videos, but our singer has been recording some of the shows with three different GoPros along with mine and he's going to put some videos together with more angles and stuff and, nice. and i think he's going to try like mixing it himself but i can't be bothered oh, yeah, to they... do all that but it'd be cool <laughs> well yeah they sounded great it was uh thanks man go check them out everybody all the <laughs> listeners thank you thank you very much um yeah so um yeah that, that was great to see you play um i th i'm not entirely sure that might have been the first time i'd i'd ever seen you play with danko because i think the last time i saw Danko live was with the previous drummer or one of the many previous drummers right because uh, it's a bit of a spinal tap vibe there where I think you're what are you the seventh drummer maybe I'm the seventh yeah <laughs> that's mad lucky that's number seven yeah uh, exactly lucky number seven and you've been there like uh, 10 years now ish yeah yeah pretty much 10 years 10 years in uh August I guess well they must yeah, they so must like you they must, think you're, they must think you're pretty good I think that's they're just there's they've gone through all the drummers that are possibly available and that I'm I'm it. I think <laughs> and we no, get along. No, they're yeah. great guys. Yeah, yeah they are. They're, they're cool. Um, like, like, like they know my dad more than me, obviously. But whenever I've got to hang out, hang out with the bands, the the other guys, um, they've always treated us really well, and it's been fun. Um, yeah, and they're really cool. But uh, great. Um, Check out Danko Jones, any everybody. Um, the latest album, I think it's a couple of years old now, Power Trio is really, really fantastic. Um, and so you're on, you're obviously playing on that. Which other mm -hmm. albums are you playing on just for the listeners to check sure. out? Uh, everything, if you go back, I guess, well, I'll just go back in reverse order. So there was Power Trio before that, A Rock Supreme, uh, before that, Wildcat, before that, fire music and cool. that's the that was the first uh studio album and then there's a there are a few uh live albums that i'm on as well yeah um, but, isn't yeah. there like a live at vacan or something like that i saw yeah cool. yeah live at vacan and just like a spotify exclusive thing a live at grunalund as well and i think that's it I think that's nice it. nice yeah yeah awesome so um let's go back a little bit because i don't know a lot about you yet hopefully this will end by the, the end of this next hour or so but um so how, how did you get into the drums and and you know becoming a musician what is your story there uh i grew up in eastern canada in a province called prince edward island it's the smallest little province in the country and but uh so that i i say that because you know there's not a big music scene here so we would have whatever was served to us on much music which is like the mtv of canada kind of thing and uh so uh, i guess just like by watching much music i just caught caught the bug um my uncle was a is a drummer um but we didn't really i said like so i guess it was like in my mind but i didn't see him play like live a lot of you know just never did but uh i guess like through like school bands like i just like joined like the school band and like played trumpet and then got onto the drum set so it was kind of through that that I like first got to play on a drum set. And uh, like as soon as you get, 
you get uh, picked as a drummer, like it's kind of like, do not touch the drums because everybody, every kid would want to touch the drums. But if you get to pick to be a drummer, you get to touch the drums. So I just went like crazy, played every lunch hour and after school and took them home on the weekends and whatever. And uh, there was a kid in my neighborhood that uh, was really into the, oh, the British band uh, Bush was into oh, yeah. the band Bush. We call them Bush X in Canada because there was another Bush. Oh, right. So they okay. Called, yeah, they were called Bush X in Canada. But anyway, he uh, I remember that because he like looked like he had like the the look of uh, Gavin uh, Rosdale down. He Yeah. Anyway, so uh, he asked me to be in a band and uh, that band led to another band, led to another band. And then, yeah, that was that was kind of in the hook was the hook was in and uh, I ended up, you know, playing locally, uh, I guess, like with some cover bands, like the bunch like guys that were much older than me. Um, that those were kind of my first like professional bands, and then some kids that I knew from high school were really getting into into jazz music, and so I they kind of I followed them, and I actually went to a university and studied jazz drums as well, and then so I played. There's a bunch of years where I was playing like on the on the street, but it was this really cool festival that they had all these like jazz artists from all over the country, and some from the states too would come and kind of do like these residences, and uh, so I. Just by luck, I was like there, so I got I've got to play with some pretty amazing uh, jazz musicians over the years, and then I was playing in my the, like the cover band at at night with these older guys that were, you know, really really good in their own way, and then st you know started some original bands with friends as well. And but yeah, the early days, I guess like when I was first starting, my like my go to bands were Nirvana, Rage Against the Machine were kind of like the two two biggest influences on me early yeah. on. So. Yeah, I'd say yeah. Similar to me, I, I started playing in a cover band with guys who were older than me, and I think we play, out of our set we played about eight different Nirvana songs. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah, and it, it was kind of a weird combination combination of Nirvana and then like Metallica, Megadeth, um, and then what else did we do? Primus. We ended up playing. So like, nice. I think did we do? A, we might have done a Rage song, Incubus. But, oh, yeah. you know, that was kind of like the kind of stuff that got me into playing as well. Um, but, you know, pre prior to that, I was jamming with my brothers and stuff. Um, it's all the yeah. kind of usual classic rock stuff as well. But, yeah, the sim I'm sure we were into similar stuff by the sounds of it. But, yeah. Um, that's cool, man. So, you're, so you play jazz as well, which is – that puts you into the real musician category of, <laughs> of drummer, I'd say. I guess, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I Jazz is tough. I'll say that. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was really tough. But uh, so that's why I play rock now because it was too tough. I just I gave up. <laughs> I, I came back. Rock's no, pretty I, easy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it was fun. It was like, I learned, I did, I did learn a lot. It, it kind of like really improved me as a musician. Yeah. Like, like you say, like, yeah, my, my ears were way better. I, just even knowing like the, the harmonies and of what's going on that just made, any kind of like session work I did or like working with singer songwriters and whatever, uh, you're just able to pick up everything like so much quicker because you just have this encyclopedia of like knowing like, Oh, that's, this is where that's going, whatever. But so that's kind of like where I went next, I guess is from, from the school I moved, that was in Montreal, Canada. And then I, I moved to Toronto, Canada, which is where I eventually met Danko and JC. But before that I was playing, um, like, yeah, I came out of jazz school and, yeah, the first thing I I did, I guess I could play with a couple of jazz groups there, and then uh, 
bunch of singer songwriters just started meeting people and like folk and folk rock and alt country were like really popular when, as soon as I moved there, at least with, within my friend group. And, uh, so I ended up like playing in a bunch of bands like that. And then led to this other, this like rock trio called flash lightning, which was kind of like a ZZ top meets Queens of the stone age kind of, kind of vibe, which was fun. And I think that was the band There was like, my first gig with them was, uh, their album launch. And there was, you know, like they had this, like, you know, had some hype and stuff and, and then their drummer quit on them like right before. So like, I like, yeah, so that's, that, that's, that's, I was super nervous. I was like, I don't know, it was the kind of biggest gig I, I felt I ever had to, to that point and it all went well. And the, someone took a video of it. And I think that's the video that when, uh, when the guys in Danko were looking for a new drummer, they, they saw this video, which was lucky because I didn't play in a lot of like there wasn't a lot of evidence of me playing like harder rock bands so this just happened to get videotaped and that was like when someone threw my name out that was uh what clinched clinched the deal and wow. then i uh, got the got the audition with uh danko and jc and uh yeah crushed it and now <laughs> yeah I mean, i'm sure you i'm sure you did i'm sure you crushed it <laughs> That's, so so then i guess like people get surprised these days they see band members playing on the big stages and festivals like is that a full-time thing for you now is danko jones your full-time job yeah 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 cool that's good because um yeah i think I, I spoke to lots of drummers where i'm expecting them to say yes and they do other things as well i know i know you do a few other new projects mm -hmm. unrelated to to actually performing which we'll talk about in a little while so that's amazing that you can do that so did you have to drop it is. drop drop all the cover bands and stuff when you joined Danko? Yeah. Yeah, that was there was like a little while where I was I was making a living at playing music just but it it wasn't like it was a bit of a slog for sure. The, you know, I was definitely uh wasn't making a ton of money, let's just say that. And that was a tough that was actually kind of tough to like let go of all the other bands that I was playing in at the time like I tried to make it work and there were a couple like other bands that I was just through sheer luck the, the schedules worked out for even a couple of years but eventually yeah everything is everything is pretty much gone now which is like totally fine but also you know a bit sad because you you definitely have a, there's a bond that's created with a group of you know any band that you're in that you feel like you're kind of leaving a, a family behind or something like that but yeah it's okay <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I, I I totally understand. But then you've got to you've got to be live you've got to live the dream and and well, like that's it. yeah, and, and like obviously Danko they come over to Europe quite a lot. Um, I guess I imagine that's probably their main yeah kind of area. Yeah. Is it the main yeah kind of yeah? We audience. barely play we barely play uh, Canada, our home country, and barely play the U.S. as well. But yeah, we we come over to the UK. We we'd love to come more and I think we will start coming more, but it wasn't our biggest markets, markets, our biggest places we go play are like, uh, Germany and Scandinavia and, uh, yeah, kind of that zone, France. And yeah. we're going to go back to, we're going to go back to Spain soon, which is just nice. But yeah, it's mostly those Europe that we get to go, which is amazing for me. My first time ever to Europe was with Danko. And, uh, so yeah, I'm just, I don't know. It's awesome. Like, yeah, Music's fun. The guys are great, and I get to go all these places. It's, it's 
pretty good. Pretty feel pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah, sure. So what what would you say <laughs> were your career highlights so far? Ooh. Uh yeah, like you mentioned the Valken shows we played there a couple times. That was uh I mean, those are huge. Like yeah, some of those really big festivals that we get to do. Uh Grass Pop as well is a really big one. Yeah, yeah. Anytime anytime there's a, like that's that's pretty mind blowing. Like the first time walking out on on a stage with that many people out there is pretty awesome. Uh so that that'd be a career highlight. Um oh that's a good question. I'm sure there's like lots of cool stuff that I'm just I'm not I'm blanking on now, but um is it, here's is something there any... cool. Here's something oh. cool that happened. I don't know, yeah. like uh this is a little inside baseball, but at uh at during the um the last tour, uh the uh we were playing I forget it was the second last show, one of the last one of the last shows, and uh the darkness drummer uh, Rufus was late for sound check, so I I sound checked for them. Ah, oh, cool. Uh, so that was like that was just like I don't know if it was a career highlight, but it was a pretty. It comes to mind. It was like that was pretty cool. Like, you know, like so I learned up a couple of their songs. Like I had like forty five minutes to you know whatever, and I didn't really know a ton of like I appreciated them, but I, you know, there's a difference between no, like listening to the song and knowing how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Well enough to play it, so I I learned it up as quick as I could and. I think I did an okay job. I think they were surprised to have like anything besides just like the classic boom, chick, boom throughout the whole thing. So that was like pretty fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So that happened. Yeah. I mean, just like joining Danko as a career highlight for sure. Just our first, our first uh, tour I did with them was through, uh, through the States. And it was this like kind of uh, touring festival. And uh, we shared, we were like on this, like, kind of one of the minor stages of this festival like playing like there were proper stages but they were like in the parking lots and we were it was a touring like amphitheaters and uh anyway sharing our stage was this band walking papers that has uh duff mckagan playing it so like yeah going from whatever i was doing before to like the first gig out is i'm um, like you know when we keep alternating so some nights we play last some nights they play last and uh it was like what what has happened what a turn my life has taken now i you know, walk rubbing shoulders with Duff McKagan every night. And he was a sweet guy too. So that, I don't know, that'd be, that was early on in in the time with Danko, but that was pretty awesome. Yeah, man. He's so, um, despite he's like one of the biggest rock stars ever, he's pretty down to earth apparently. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was very, very kind. Like, I guess he knew Danko had toured with, uh, Guns N' Roses before, uh, I joined. So they knew each other from then, but, uh, yeah, he was nice to me as well. Just as, just as nice yeah <laughs> so Amazing. yeah he's a sweet, sweet guy yeah awesome so yeah. And, and to- talking about that tour so did you get to know the the other the other drummers on that tour did you get to know rufus uh not much not much we uh yeah our everyone was always very kind when we'd see one another but we just didn't really uh didn't cross paths all that all that much yeah the uh i did see um john john fred the uh drummer from Blackstone Cherry. Uh anytime I'd see him in catering and stuff, he he's he's quite like super, super nice guy. Like he'd come over and like uh just like start start chatting you up and had had a couple conversations with with Rufus as well. But yeah, I guess uh, yeah, I guess John Fred was like is gregarious the term where he, like uh very uh I don't know, very chatty. Yeah, chatty. cool. That's good to know. Which is really fun. Yeah. 
they, they're both guys I'd love to get on the show at some point. Um, but, you know, it's difficult to get contacts with some of these people. Um, mm. But yeah, like Blackstone Chariot, it's the first time I'd ever seen them. I couldn't believe how many drumsticks he went through. Oh, man. I don't know if it was just that show or it was every show, but he was just like, I don't know if he was breaking them or he was just like, I don't like the feel of this one. He was just throwing it away and grabbing another one. Yeah, but it's something. It's yeah, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, I know from like the first note. Uh, yeah, I've never seen anything like it. Like first note, it's it's like an, a next level of intensity. And you're right, the uh, the drumsticks are flying. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, he must be hitting really super. I mean, it looks like he's hitting so super hard. Oh, he absolutely is. Yeah, absolutely. I I I can't think of anyone that I'd least like to be their drum tech. <laughs> if, if that makes any sense yeah 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 I like, if i worded that correctly i don't want to be his tech <laughs> no yeah you're like a like a tennis ball boy on steroids yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun it was a great show anyway but um anyway yeah. uh, enough about that so one thing i found very interesting about you after i kind of did a little bit of research was performers health and fit drummers mm -hmm. which is i believe a new um escapade is that the right word for, for for yourself yeah um i'm i've got a little bit of history with keeping fit and you know working out and mindfulness i do a little bit of that from time to time i don't do as much as i should um but i found this really interesting because no one else does this especially mm. specializing in musicians and drummers so would you like to Tell tell me about that really, and so yeah, the sure. listeners can check it out for sure. And I'd love to know what you do after. But uh, yeah, so this, I guess my, I got started with this same as you. I just it was something that I was just naturally interested in, and I think over the, year, the years of touring as well, I there's there's some downtime, so you get to go you know for walks or which maybe turn into going for runs and. Uh, so that that was happening, I guess. But I just and my natural incl inclination to to also just like want to stay fit, like always, kind of just been going to the gym, always kind of been interested in in improvement, I guess. So that's like what led me led me to like meditation, and uh, and then also like starting to deal with as I started playing more, more and more, and like with Danko and stuff, and the 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 sets are a bit. I guess it's not not much longer than the other stuff I was doing, but more I'm hitting harder. It's more it's more physical, and so started taking that more seriously as well. I guess like like we were saying, like was it? I got really you know when this got this opportunity to play with them. I was like, I want to not only like practice the drums more, but I want to be in great shape. So that that's kind of what what brought it brought it on. And then just talking with other musicians, realizing that like yeah, like what you just told me is like so common it's like people are like either dabble or like everybody's like oh i should do i should like i know i gotta take care of myself or whatever and uh i definitely had a long time where like you know when you're you're a young buck you can get away with a lot more than you can like i can now at least for like you know ripping it up um so i i guess like starting to notice that uh you know that i needed to take better care of myself and everything i just mentioned thought well i'm gonna do something about this and i'll start this start this business start this you know journey and try to bring this stuff to other people so i you know took what was just an interest 
uh, to start getting like certified different, like just getting educated in these things, certified as a personal trainer, um, med- like mindfulness meditation coach, uh, nutrition coach, uh, breathwork coach. I could take in, take in all these kind of certifications to, so I could, um, go from like, just like the, given my pals, the tips that I found on, on the internet to like something a bit more legit. Um, so since starting it, I've been running some workshops, uh, where I live in Prince Edward Island, just with musicians, kind of like, I call it like a mindful, mindful movement class. So it's, it's not really a yoga class, but it shares some of the same things only in that you're, you're just being aware of what you're, what you're doing, how you're standing, how you're breathing, how you're thinking, and then starting to move with that awareness in mind. So it has moving to like fit drummers. This has like an application, uh, definitely for your shows and like every, and just your tour being like being more resilient on the tour, being feeling like you're coming out of the tour with as much or greater energy than you went into it, as opposed to, you know, breaking down as you're going, going through the tour, but also like in the, in the practice room or on stage, just being able to, uh, be aware, like take a step back. It's almost like a, an above view of what you're doing, uh, at the same time, and then going inside and, and noticing like what's going on, um, with my breathing right now. Am I like, uh, am I breathing well? Am I sitting up straight? How, like, and then like a great thing is for the practice room actually is, is like next time you can try this or anybody, if you've never done anything like this, you can try it. Like even just like put a metronome on, uh, and I don't know, I'm just going to throw in a number, put a metronome on at 90 BPM or something. It's not crazy. And start to play just along quarter notes with, with the 90. Um, and it's not fast and just one, you know, it's, it's not fast at all, but what you're doing is try to like, if anyone's ever heard of like the, I'm getting into the the weeds a bit here, but like the, the free stroke or like, just like, just hit once and let the stick do all the work. It's like come from, uh, up, up position, like the sticks pointed vertical and just hit it down once with, along with, with the metronome. Now this, this could be, you know, there's many things you could be working on all the time. One thing that like, as drummers, we generally work on is like, okay, like I'm going to do my rudiments or I'm going to like try to play with good time. And that's like, obviously important, but like, I invite you to try this, that where you not only just, yes, you're trying to get it right on, on the click, or you can put it on the offbeat and end up playing on the, on the eighth note. That even gives you a little more to think about. Um, and yes, you want to be playing in time, but just focus on, can I, there's, it only takes like a moment of, uh, effort to put that stick down. Just like as, as fast as I snap, that's, that's the effort it takes. Can I relax the rest of the time and notice that's just like one way to become more aware and how that, how this can become, uh, a part of what you're doing. And that, I mean, that just, that can go out into, into everything, uh, being more relaxed on stage. It doesn't mean you're not hitting as hard. You probably are going to be able to hit even harder if you're relaxed in those moments when you don't, when effort is not needed. Cause there's, it's, I'm definitely, I'm still guilty of this. Uh, try to be less so of holding a bunch of tension just mm. the whole time. It's like, uh, like the whole, like you're just, you're amped up. You want to do a good job. You're like, you try, you know, you're, the nerves are there, which are, are not bad in themselves, but they're, they're part of the equation. And, uh, 
so that that can lead to you know just one not playing as good as you as you could play as well as you could play and also like injuring yourself potentially and yeah i mean not breathing well feeling more nervous than you need to just by holding all this extra tension that's just like one tiny application of like how being more mindful can help you as a drummer so that's and that's just one part of like what what i'm trying to get the message i'm trying to get out to people others like there's just lots of your classic like going to the whether you go to a gym or you just want to get out for a walk or get out in the sun or get out into nature or eat uh eat more healthily drink more water uh you know maybe maybe dare i say drink less uh alcohol or you know like all these things that you can you can do just that add up to feeling so much better and being able to play on the road for so much longer and be so much healthier and and really just enjoy it for the gift that it is like being able to go play music in all these different towns for all these people that want to hear you and uh yeah just you know not that there's not not a time to like whoop it up and celebrate and have some drinks or whatever but like just not making that your normal like this is okay now i'm going on i'm gonna go you know party for three weeks or whatever yeah. uh not that that's bad but I, I just think that like you uh like you do you but i i just think that like if you for me i found that uh it's when i just focus on on staying healthy and focus on just having a great show and having a great feeling about the show it kind of brings a whole other level of enjoyment to a tour and to what what i'm doing like why am i doing this i want to i want to i want to do it so i can you know feel good about it and feel good about the connection i'm making with the music and the fans and the people on stage with me and what have you so yeah i have those sessions uh on like locally i've been doing and uh have i've now moved to working with some people online so like i have like a coaching uh thing online where we like meet uh once a week and talk about different strategies that like obviously i'm not there with you but we can talk about things uh hold you accountable to those things hmm. and uh there's there will be uh like an online course coming uh very soon and uh app like an app that you can download coming very soon as well called fit drummers so it's uh, very uh yeah relevant to the drummers that might be listening to this podcast but uh that yeah that's that's kind of what that is about um yeah man it's really cool like, it's really exciting and i think the industry certainly needs something like that um even when it just comes down to, you know, help with warming up, warming down, preventing injuries, like that aspect of it. I know that's only a small aspect of it, mm -hmm. but that's something very common I hear about all the time. You know, all these drum communities I'm in online and and Facebook and stuff. There's always people complaining about stuff like that. Um, so I think that's really important. I, I've 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 had shoulder injuries myself from playing. Um, you know I. Prior to that, that made me aware of it and it makes me conscious of everything I do now. And I've changed mm -hmm. my setup and all these things like that. But um, yeah, it, again, like like you mentioned earlier, when you're younger, you can kind of get away with it. And yeah. I've been, you know, playing and touring in like hard hitting rock bands since I was a teenager. And that happened in my, I guess, early 20s, uh, mid 20s ish. And I was like, "Whoa, that's really scary!" And we had to we had to cancel the tour because the, the the warm up show for the tour, I kind of just twanged my shoulder, kind of oh. going like kind of reaching for my China symbol, which was maybe a little bit too far away, perhaps I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it was just like 
I don't think I can play tomorrow, uh, <laughs> essentially. But um, yeah, oh, you wanna if you want to help people, people are making, you know, mistakes, not mistakes, but preventing things like that from happening to them. There's, a, there's a, another guy I know listens to the show. He does a lot of um, recording from home. He does a lot of teaching. He's constantly playing drums, and he's 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 saying he's having joint pains all the time, and he's you know it's preventing him from doing that. Um, and what he loves to do, and I'm like, hopefully this episode will kind of help him, or at least inspire him to maybe look into some options, or maybe even check out your your course. Is it so? It's more. Of, is it more of a? So there's a course coming up. There's a soon. course coming out. Yeah. yeah. So the the uh... On the app, when it comes out, it's going to come with this program that I, I guess this is what we'll call it. I wasn't hundred percent sure, but now I'm announcing it publicly. It'll be called like do anywhere warmups. And that's just ah. like, there'll be, there'll be content that you can buy. That's, you know, taken, you know, years and years to develop it. Uh, uh, this will be just a, that, that kind of incentive to get the app. Yeah. So as, as soon as you get that, you have these, these warmups, but basically, uh, they, they're not even all that complicated, but um but there there is some stuff in there that's great for for joints and warming up uh the joints um that's there was there's a study in canada uh there's this thing called i guess it's called drummer lab in uh in the, one of the universities of canada i'm going to say windsor but uh where they they have this lab and they study drummers and like the biomechanics of of drumming and there was a uh she, Dr. Nadia Azar is her name that is running this lab. And, uh, I've just spoken with her like on Instagram, but I don't, I don't really know her, but the, the stat is something like 60, over 60% of drummers had reported playing related injuries. Wow. Uh, and 50% or something had reported like more than one or something. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's common. It's common, unfortunately. So I guess, I mean, just to add to maybe how to prevent it is um yes we're we're getting older we're doing we're playing this like instrument that's like it's uh yeah it's physical there's like we can relax more that's something already discussed that would like uh possibly change things but there's a lot of things that are related to uh drumming that can be found in like the fitness world already or the, like the general rehab world already obviously yeah. um posture just having proper posture would be one because when like the drums are all out in front of us, if you're just listening, you're not going to see me, but I'm reaching out in front of me and uh, everything is pretty much, you know, except for your China symbol back there, but like most of everything's like uh, <laughs> out in front. And, you know, that's not, that's not a natural thing really to be like spending hours, you know, if you're practicing hours a day or like in a studio for hours a day, like to be doing this thing where, you're, you're just using all these muscles in a certain way in front of you. And also like now I'm hunching, but like if you are hunching, that puts your shoulder, for example, in a compromised position. So that like by working to strengthen these things, it's not just like, uh, I don't know. It's not just, just because doing it. It's like it, there's, there's reasons to consider like, yeah, I want to strengthen, like I want to strengthen my back. I want to improve my mobility which is different than flexibility Mo mobility is actually like having strength in in the range that you're going to as opposed to um just being able to stretch that far but like actually having strength in that in that uh in that range uh is important and uh but i guess just any any kind of like 
way you can get your heart rate going and and move your joints like or your let's say your arms in a way that you would move them before you play so you could just do like big big arm circles like i get more into the weeds in in the 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 app thing but just so it's because it's kind of hard to to if you're just listening to show this but like do big arm big arm circles do uh wrist circles like these these little things if you go and you do them to like the i'm saying like the end range what i mean by that is like trying to make the biggest circle that you you can make um think about like if for example with your china i don't know what happened that day but like that might have been the first time that you reached in that particular way back to your right that that day or possibly like yeah a month or something you know like yeah it's a it's a it's a non-natural position so that's why uh voluntarily going into these positions gently at least like prepares the body to like be like okay i might i might want to access that later and then treating ourselves a bit like we're not athletes we're musicians but we're doing something that's athletic and so treating it like that and yeah having a warm-up it's great you mentioned that because that's super important um uh you can do jumping jacks you can just jump up and down you can go for like I'm saying these things because often we do have these little, like we don't always get the conference room as our, our dressing room. Sometimes it is like this small little place, and like, you know, I think I always feel bad as a drummer anyway. Like I'm, I'm always like, got to be the most annoying person to warm up backstage. Like, yeah, you know, it's just like nothing is. Like, there's no way to like not be kind of annoying with it, but, uh, but like, yeah, jumping up and down, like spending at least as much time getting your body moving as as like practicing like some like rudiments like kind of randomly or just like you know because that's what you think you should do like and if, i i do actually think that you should if you can play on a practice pad before but i think you could be smart about that too and maybe do something like we talked about earlier which is like be a bit more mindful about it again you're training that motion but you're you're also getting your mind ready to go out and play um yeah i would i would say those those would be a couple places to start is just um and i don't I, the the listener you're referencing definitely don't know any anything about you sir but uh if you if you can go go see someone like uh that's a professional in in this but i'll also you know you can definitely check out my stuff as well but i'd be you know be wrong for me to not tell you to go see someone professional who can actually take a look at what is actually going on with you Apologies for interrupting this episode of Drum for the Song. I really hope you're enjoying it so far. I just wanted to take a few moments to tell you about my Patreon page. This is a place where you can support the podcast in exchange for some bonus content. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash drum for the song. There are three tiers available at the moment. One is £3 a month, one is £5 a month, and the other one is £10 a month. Each tier grants you access to exclusive benefits, which include bonus episodes, early access to the main episodes, private Facebook group membership, merch discounts, discount on Motorhead Beer, as well as a monthly competition to win Motorhead Beer, access to Skype chats with me, asking my guests questions, 
occasional free gifts like drumsticks, free tickets to Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons shows, and your name in the episode description. If you regularly enjoy the podcast and think you would enjoy those benefits too, please consider signing up. If you didn't already know, I do everything for this podcast all by myself. So I do all the contacting, all the research, all the interviews, all the audio editing, all the video editing, all the artwork, all the uploading. I write all the descriptions. I build the website. Everything is just me. So essentially, the money from the subscriptions helps me keep a bit of time free during my weeks so I can continue making the podcast for you guys. So again, that's patreon.com forward slash drum for the song. Check it out and enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah, moving on. No, no, well, yeah, check it out. Um, I know you're on Instagram. So it's at, well, your personal page is at Rich Knox Drums or at Performers Health or at Fit Drummers. There's a few pages <laughs> to check out. Yeah. Um, but you, you're specializing in something different on each one. So it's worth, you know, following all the accounts. Um, and I, I'm definitely going to be taking a closer look at that. Um, and especially if there's an app coming out, I think when people have an app, even if it's a, even if it's the free part of an app, because sometimes you get a free app and then you can pay for extra content. I think just mm-hmm. because it's there, it does kind of give you the incentive to kind of keep doing it. Um, Rather than obviously, there's loads of stuff available online and YouTube for drummers, but the fact that you have something on your phone that you can follow and you know tick off different exercises, yeah. I think that will certainly help people. Um, so yeah, that's that's really cool. So yeah, glad we we talked about that. Um, and thanks for doing it because I think it's really oh. important and and we we all need it. And I. I'm certainly going to try and get involved in it. And yeah, we can, we can chat about some of the other stuff I do later. I don't want to bore the listeners, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, but um, yeah, cool. Let's talk about your gear. Um, with Dango Jones, you, you play a fairly small setup, let's say compared to most other rock drummers. So, um, so what, what, what um, endorsements do you have? What gear are you using specifically mm-hmm. models and stuff? won't take that long because you don't have much (laughs) (laughs) i'll say it really slowly i have a a yamaha drum set the uh hybrid i play the hybrid uh maple absolute um the hybrid absolute maple hybrid maple absolute uh and i it's uh it's white and uh it's like piano key white and i have a 24 inch uh bass drum I think it's 24 by 18, if not mistaken. And pretty, uh, pretty big. Yeah. Is it by 18? Or by maybe it's by 16. Um, and uh, 24 anyway. And yeah. uh, 18, 18 by 16 uh, floor tom. And then I have a uh, like a brass uh, Yamaha snare as well. 14 by 6.5. Uh, I play Peisty cymbals. I have uh, play Giant Beats. I have 24-inch ride cymbal. Just kind of like a second crash. It's like a ride crash, and then a twenty-inch crash, and fourteen-inch hats, and uh, the uh, oh, what's this? It's not like an endorsement, but I play this cowbell. It's, it's the best cowbell in the world. I forget the brand, but it's called the best cowbell in the world. Is it? That's what they, that's what they call it, or at least that—that's right. the tagline. And so I, I, I agree. I agree. It's the Ridge Rider. The Ridge Rider. The Ridge Rider. I think. Or something. Okay. So, uh, yeah, and uh, and I play uh, Los Cabos 
uh, drumsticks. And they're, they're actually a company just from down the road um, in New Brunswick in Canada. Yeah. Because I, I, I've always heard the name. I just assumed they were some South American or Spanish company because yeah. of, of the name, but they're Canadian. Yeah. What's the story? Yeah, I thought the same thing before. Yeah. So, um, so you, yeah, you've been using them. I've, I've heard lots of good things. And the other thing about the, them is that you have a new podcast, which is called yeah. Los, Los Cabos Presents Quarter Notes. Yes. So that's yes. a new venture for you. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun in the podcast world, eh? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, this, uh, the other, my co-host on that, Dre, uh, Dre Pino asked, uh, he has, he had this podcast that was interviewing, uh, like maritime. That's like, we just say like for the three, there's like, uh, Prince Edward Island, Nova Scotia and New Brunswick called the maritime provinces in, in Canada. So he was like interviewing maritime drummers essentially. And, uh, which is kind of a cool thing to like, it's, it's a small little scene, but it's cool to, to hear, you know about your small little scene because you don't you know don't really know a lot of we're, we're it's small scene but we're spread out over a few provinces anyway so i met him at the, on on that and uh then he yeah he approached me one day with the idea to do a podcast for los cabos and uh so i was like yeah let's do it so we've done a few episodes now uh we have another really cool one coming out we're starting to get guests now Ooh. so that's uh, a lot cooler than I mean, we were chatting and it was fun, but now we will have uh, some guests coming out. So if anyone like goes and looks up Las Cabos Drumsticks Presents Quarter Notes, that's a mouthful. Um, and you're just like, oh, it's just these two guys. Be, there will be uh, some guests coming on in the, yeah. in the near future. Yeah. So that's that's been really fun. Yeah. yeah. I, this is fun to talk and talk to new people, as I'm sure like been part of the fun thing for you. It's just like getting Abs to get this opportunity yeah. to pick someone's brain and yeah definitely i got to meet some some great people and I, I, even just from speaking to them for two hours on a podcast from not knowing each other before if you see each other in person then you're like you're like mates you're all of a oh. sudden friends it's great it's a really cool feeling and I, I got to meet a lot of them in person since which was nice if i can bring it a bit full circle uh i was looking back back through uh and yeah you've had some amazing guests man like Oh, wow. very lucky. <laughs> really yeah, I was lucky. like, what am I, what am I doing here? But anyway, uh, Brian Tishy, uh, or Tishy was to bring it back to that first tour I did with, uh, with Danko. He was on another, uh, playing with a band called the Dead Daisies. And yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He came in. Um, and that was a thing. Uh, speaking of like multiple drummers, uh, they had like different drummers over the course of that tour. Did um, they? Yeah. Uh, they they, they have know. lots of different they've got different they've had different singers different bass players they they they're one of those bands that the members seem to change yeah a lot. but um but, he's back in them and, now brian's back in them oh cool it <laughs> was uh it was um uh, i mean everybody was great all the drummers were really really good but then like when he came it was just like another level and yeah speaking of the all the fitness stuff like he's he's a incredibly fit guy and i know he he like likes boxing and yeah I remember yeah, watching some video about that a long time ago. Never really got to meet him well, but it, uh, or talk to him. Uh, and I was so so super green, like I wasn't going to go talk to anybody anyway. I was whatever, just frightened of everyone. But he was incredible, man. Like it was, yeah, he's so good. He's so yeah. Good. I I, but, yeah. I I've not met him in person, but um, 
he was fun and yeah he, li- he likes to talk let's put it that way oh okay well, that's <laughs> but, cool I, maybe but, i could have chat with him but, but he's really he's really into he's really into his drumming and um if you follow him on instagram or facebook or whatever at the moment he's like doing all these snare drum comparison videos and he must have like one of the biggest snare drum collections ever and oh, he's cool. like doing the nines like yesterday it was like nine different snare drums just little little demos of each one and you have to say which one was your favorite so he's a fun guy to follow online oh cool. but I, I i hopefully i'll get to meet him one day um but yeah thanks man and um if, if you have time check out some of the older episodes i, I will I'm, I'm on episode two of uh your podcast i got i got like three quarters of the way through it yesterday oh, and, I, and i i didn't i was hoping to finish it before this but you know i i get a vibe and i, and I actually right. listened to the 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 other podcast that you mentioned with your co-host that you were on in like oh, okay two years ago so that i found that first and then so yeah and then i was quite interested to know that he was also your co-host so it was the same um yeah same voices but it must be nice having a co-host because i do all this by myself and uh, sometimes i'm like would it be easier sometimes to have that other person but then it's i guess you've got to share the share the work and share like someone you know share, someone's got to do the editing you can't really share editing uh, and all this I'll, stuff so, yeah he he does all the he does all that that's so good. I, I will say it's very nice to have a co-host yeah <laughs> but uh if if he's listening to this uh i'm i'm not i'll do it i'll do it but, uh, but so far he's done it all so he's he's already got it down by the sound of it he's got the experience yeah 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 there you go. no it's it's awesome it's it's awesome and it's nice yeah good on you man it is a lot of work uh hmm. like i just know i know what he's i have a sense of what he's doing so it's uh good on you <laughs> yeah thanks man yeah it doesn't you yeah. know there's there's very apart from the enjoyment and meeting people and there's very little i get back but i do have a patreon page um which has kind of helped me keep it going really um and and i actually got two questions from two of my patreon members for you because oh, that's one yeah. of the one of the kind of um the perks that they have for signing up and, and supporting the oh. show um so the first one, if you're ready for it, I might as well I'm do ready. them now. It's from from David Rudd. So thanks, David, for this. Uh, I loved Rich's playing when I saw him in Birmingham recently and was surprised how small his kit was. Can you please ask Rich what has influenced his current setup and whether he has ev- ever used uh, more drums or cymbals with Danko Jones or other bands? Okay. Uh, thank you, David. I... The, the setup is influenced by uh, JC and Danko's wishes. So they that's... <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. No, it was like uh, the, that was the aesthetic of the band uh, in the beginning. It was like, that's what they were going for. So coming from, yes, we we play, uh, like ever since I've been in the band, it's it's always kind of been the style that we play now, which is kind of like what it is, our, our hard rock uh, yeah. thing, whatever. But when in the beginning... It was coming from the uh, garage rock scene. And uh, so bands like, you know, the White Stripes and uh, that, that like, a, yeah, those, that was a scene that those guys were coming from. And uh, so like John Spencer Blues Explosion, those kind of like really like fun. And the, the, you know, it wasn't like all just about laying it down. It was like kind of like as much about this like wild character like you know the wild guy that is danko jones and like the the songs were different different back then anyway so that was the aesthetic of the band all along it was like and it's just like it's different it's cool uh you know have this like 
yeah, just the one tom, the cowbell, a couple cymbals. So I I have played more drums with other bands, but never with I've never done more with Danko. Wow. I will say uh if a little uh behind the scenes in the studio, sometimes I'll put up like another cymbal or something, but that's just for like you know, like the way that like a guitar player might overdub it like or like double his guitars or something or her guitars in a part to make it come you know expand or something so but live never more than that setup that's cool and i guess the massive bonus about that is like storage and so when you're touring <laughs> you don't need well you know the drum kit normally takes up half the you know half the van or yeah. whatever so you there's less stuff um that is yeah. cool it's it's yeah it is yeah if uh if you like you were saying if if john fred's tech's the worst tech job in drumming mine might be one of the easier yeah exactly it's like, it's, there's not much there's not much to set up no it, it is it's actually yeah it's, it's pretty it's pretty slick and it doesn't take a lot of room no and uh it's pretty fast uh to get done yeah it's yeah it's, i recommend it's, it yeah <laughs> I, I just saw it as an exercise because I've ne I can't I don't think I've ever played without a rack tom. I mm. can I only use one, and people say, "Why do you only use one?" I'm like, "Well, I, I, I'm not really used to playing with any more than one." So you don't mm. even have one, but like it, no, you must uh, like playing fills must you must take some adjustment. Um, because I if something isn't there. And it's only there. Yeah. You've only got two things to go back and forth. Obviously, the kick. I guess. Do you use the kick a lot in your fills? Uh, I guess. I. I guess. I don't know. I never thought about it. Hmm. I don't really. I'm not like it's. Uh, I guess you just you just do get used to it. It's like yeah. you just don't have. But I was the same as you. Like when I first joined, I always had one racked on. Like and, you know, I mastered all my my go-to fills you know with that and then so like there's some like the uh yeah you just kind of got to make them work with the with the floor tom like there but there's some like yeah like dig -a -dig -a -dig -a -dig -a. like you just have to like it just flows so easily but you gotta yeah. like now you gotta switch it so you just like gotta get that left hand over there really quickly kind of thing or um yeah in a way it kind of made me like come up with some uh like in the early days especially like the first record come up with some fills that I, I wouldn't have done otherwise just because you only have these two things and mm. and i guess the kick too but like um yeah or end up using the hi-hat sometimes is actually what i end up using in the fill uh, yeah. sometimes or like an open or you know kind of like even using the open or close kind of thing with the hi-hat but uh yeah it took a bit about getting used to for sure cool yeah i but guess for I like and yeah, I think it's cool, and it gives you your your style, your vibe, which is you know I'd say was definitely more unusual than most, especially on in in a rock mm. you know stage. Um, like I I use one up, two down, and sometimes I'm like, oh, is that too much? Um, but then I'm always playing with bands that have three up, two down, yeah, like twelve symbols. So I'm like, my kit is tiny compared to those guys. So um, yeah, yeah. But um, for, I guess for anyone listening who does play a, a larger kit, it might be a good exercise to try and take a few things away just to kind of expand your, your musicality and, and drumming to some degree, just to get used to playing with a minimal setup. And then I think that's definitely a good exercise because some sometime you might someday you might get asked to do a gig 
where the kit's already there or you know you're not able to take your own and the kit is a lot smaller than what you're used to playing so i think that is a good exercise for any any drummer to do just even if it's for a little bit of fun just take yeah. some toms away take some cymbals away and see what you come yeah. up with well like uh drumming for the song to uh bring about that like uh yeah that's one thing it's it uh really like the less the fewer bell bells and whistles that you have like the more you just got to do make what count make it count with what you have yeah yeah i i I found but i guess you know the argument could be made too like no the song calls for five toms you know yeah 10 10, sometimes it does and it does so like that's yeah i i I don't disagree i yeah because you you can't like for example yeah. you couldn't do that with one floor tom you definitely you can't you, you could just wouldn't work no nah, it wouldn't work so yeah it's it, you know there's no right or wrong in drumming i always say that yeah um, and that's what's cool about the instrument but um next question from steve hancock thanks for this as someone who's always looking for new music but not familiar with the band he's on about anko jones what songs would you recommend to me to get me into the band and what are your favorites Hmm. Thanks for the question, Steve. My favorites are some of my favorites are ones that we don't play live. And I think that's partly because you just never get to play them. So you don't like, you know, but I guess if you were going to listen to us, uh, the, uh, my little R and R is, uh, one, uh, a lot of people's favorites um so that would probably be a good place had enough i don't play on that but it's it's one of people's favorites uh same with full of regret don't play on that but uh one of people's favorites uh watch you slide uh fun one um lover call i think i'm kind of giving you a a variety to kind of because you kind of encapsulate the the vibe of the band yeah um yeah uh Blue Jean Denim Jumpsuit is like uh, one from the last record that I like. Um, and obviously I play on it and uh, it's it, we don't ever really play it live, um, but I really like that one. Um, but yeah, I'd, I actually what I recommend, Steve, is you just put put the whole record on and uh, give it a give it a chance. Yeah, because I, I, I think, yeah, some sometimes they're later in the uh, different tracks are going to catch you. I always think Find the latest record, play it in full if you like it. Check out the one before and go from there. That's that's yeah. Uh, if I if I discover a band, that's kind of how I I kind of work. And yeah, then, I think our last. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say yeah, that. I think that's a good way. And, and I, unless someone says, I guess more classic rock bands, you kind of will you'll find like what their most classic album is. Maybe mm. start from there and then go branch out. Um, but yeah start with start with the latest one yeah definitely i will say i guess like i i mentioned yeah in this i started with fire music so anything fire music and before yeah um i think they're (laughs) all pretty solid all pretty solid and they all kind of have the same uh you might hear which might be fun or interesting to do uh steve is there like we alluded to before there's been more than one drummer in this band i'm i'm on a bunch of a bunch of them the most recent records um and i think it has a vibe and i think it's very solid you could also check out you know just be aware that the sound is different uh as before um and so that might be 
a fun musical journey to go down. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if, yeah. if the previous drummers had a similar setup, it's still a different person playing it. Hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, you might tune differently. You different. Oh yeah. Spells, uh, different grooves. It's totally different. Um, totally. It, it does sound quite a bit different. But uh, no, nah, cool. Um, yeah, Steve. I kind of know what Steve's into. I think he'd like it. Um, I don't see why he wouldn't like it. So <laughs> he's definitely <laughs> dig it. Great man. Um, right now we've got a quick fire round. If you don't mind, we've got enough time to squeeze that in. I think so. We can just find out a little bit more about you. Some drum related, some not drum related. You don't really right. have to explain the answers, but you can if you want. Okay. Uh, but the idea is quick fire. So what, what's your favorite food? Hmm. Uh, steak. Favorite movie? The Departed. Oh, cool. Uh, guitar or bass? Ooh. Bass. Nylon or wood tip? Wood tip. What, what size sticks do you use out of interest? 5B. 5B, cool. What do you use? Well, at the moment, I'm on a 5B XL, which is just a little oh. bit long, a little bit longer. Okay, right on, right on. 5B XL precision. So they're a little bit thinner towards the, I guess the shoulder is a little bit thinner than the regular oh. 5B. But okay. I don't know. They're pretty cool. Um, John Bonham or Neil Peart? Mm. Peart, some okay. people say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it's John Bonham. I thought it would be. But both equally amazing. Um, yeah. Beatles or Rolling Stones? Mm. I hate that question, but I, I got to go. I listen to, I like the Rolling Stones. I listen to the Rolling Stones more. But okay. I would say that the Beatles, you know, Beatles are the Beatles. Come on. Yeah. Okay. They're probably, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe it's the Beatles. I don't know. So it's a difficult one. That's why That's I a, asked the question. Yeah. It's difficult. Um, big or small venue? Another toughie. Um, I'm going to go big. Cool. Um, favorite time signature? 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> <laughs> there, are there any Dango songs not in 4-4? Four, four? No. I guess like the word, the most we could do is like a 12 eight or something. Yeah. But that's like basically four, four. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, also, oh, backtrack. Uh, no, this is rapid fire. Nope. Nope. Go on, go on. Backtrack. I just know the small venue, small venues are, um, you know, I, I want to say small venue, but I just want to, you know, put it out there, you know, to all the, all the booking agents that I want to play the big venues mostly. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I do love the intimacy and how a small venue does feel like more of a special show. And I love when the crowd is like right up with you and you can, it's hot in the room and there's yeah. nothing like that. No, I agree. No. I but, agree. Uh, but for the, the booking, so that was for the booking agents. The big, <laughs> <laughs> they all, they all listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I heard. Um, oh, bucket agents. Let's not go there. Um, where are we? Favorite rhythm section. Mm. Not Dango Jones is banned. Right. No. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, well, I guess I'll, yeah, Zeppelin. Yeah, most people say that. Um, name an underrated band. 
Mm. Could be anyone, your, your friend's band or just a band you love that you think should be more popular than they are. Uh, controversial. Van Halen. Underrated? <laughs> How does that work? No, I know they're they're uh, they're hugely huge, but I, uh, I don't know. We were, we were having this conversation that I don't know. They they are huge, huge, but they're not huge, huge. On this, I don't know. That's a terrible answer, isn't it? But it was kind of a bit of an inside joke, but a bit of a serious. Like they're kind of like they are like obviously um super huge, but like I don't know if they get the all the respect that they deserve sometimes i don't know they get sometimes they, i don't know some circles it's not the respect i feel like van Halen really? okay said, but interesting even though you know but, but all right i'll come up with a uh no that's your answer now that's your answer that's my that's crap it's rapid fire man that's <laughs> <laughs> van halen underrated band um favorite <laughs> album of all time uh uh well, for the first one was like I already answered so many like uh, Zeppelin answers, so I didn't want to, come on get share share the wealth. Uh, so uh, no, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll just say Zeppelin four. Okay, so is this gonna mean that your favorite drummer all time is John Bonham, or do you have another favorite well, drummer? No, I not necessarily. I. Uh, Elvin Jones, I think, is my favorite. Ah, name. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Ah, nice. Good good answers. Thanks for that. And yeah, uh, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll edit that one hour long pause. Thank you. <clears throat> well, you've given me more work to do now. No, I'm only joking. Um, that's great. Um, right, so we're coming to the end now. And at the end of every episode, I ask this question, which is also tough. So I do apologize in advance. Uh, mm. If you could create your own dream band with yourself on drums, not including members of Danko Jones, who would you have playing the other instruments mm. and they can be dead or alive? Mm. So you okay. on the drums and then you can just make up a band, a super band. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm on the drums. Uh, Pino Palladino's on the bass. Yes. Uh, he's he's a fellow Welshman. Did you know that? He's from I Wales? I yeah, I did know okay. that. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Do you know? Have you ever met him? No. I never, never come across him. But I'm a big fan. Okay. He, uh, and uh, who'd be on guitar? Maybe uh, Jeff Beck. Amazing. Who'd be on guitar, yeah. And All right, that'd be it. It'd be it'd be a, it'd be a trio. Oh, that would be amazing. Instrumental. Yeah. Two thirds of it would be. <laughs> <laughs> it would be good. I'd be so, so cool, man. Oh man, yeah. yeah, that that's that's that would be slamming. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Jeff Beck, what a loss, eh? I got I saw him yeah. last. So, I saw him last year with Annika. Oh. He played in Cardiff, so I was really lucky. Um. And it was it was Annika's first show with him actually, and she's mm -hmm. still up in her right foot or knee. I forget what it was. She was injured, so she played the whole set with just her left foot on the left pedal. Insane, no way. insane. Yeah, 
So she she she'd injured it like a couple of days before. Um, and she's like, oh my God, I'm going to have to cancel the tour. Well, what am I going to do? So she, she was like, no, I'll see if I can play with just my left foot. And she'd never even really used the double pedal, apparently. She was more of a single pedal player. So that was really impressive. So I got, wow. I got, to, I got to witness that show. So I'm really happy about that. <laughs> That's <laughs> she, an incredible story. She, she killed it. Um, and I don't think anyone would have noticed. Um, wow. I, I just thought that was a little quirk that she did because I could see, because I was kind of, um, it was like a big theater. So we were sitting kind of on the stage left side and I could see her using her left foot on the pedal. I'm like, oh, I didn't know she, she did that. I was like, and I've seen lots of videos of her playing. But that was the answer. That was why. Wow. Crazy. But she's an amazing drummer. So um, I've, she's been on the podcast as well. For yeah. anyone listening. I'm very lucky to have her on. She was a good guest. Um, but yeah, RIP Jeff Beck. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, great. Um, I've really enjoyed this, mate. Um, I hope you have as well. Um, oh, me too. It's been really cool. Um, if you're ever, well, hopefully we might cross paths in Europe, maybe this summer, if we're playing some of the same festivals, I don't know. We're still waiting for confirmation of lots of stuff. Um, I hope so. It'd be good to hang out, or maybe we should even tour together. I would that like would, that. That would be really yeah. cool. We'll get our guys, speak to your guys, and see if it's actually possible. Yeah, I would love that. Or if you ever need a drum tech, hit me up, because it'd be easy. <laughs> you could use a vacation. <laughs> That'd be great, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, and I'll have you on mine uh, on, as well if uh, you'd be down. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't use lost cabo sticks, but I can pretend okay. to if it helps. Yeah, no, no, that's okay. <laughs> don't, you don't have to. No, 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 yeah, I'd love to do that. Um, yeah, great. Um, yeah, good luck with uh, the new ventures of performance health and fit drummers. And I look forward to getting the app when it's downloaded. And um, oh, man. maybe you can help me out with some stuff or maybe inspire me. A little bit because i think i'm down for both i think a lot of people need a kick up the ass when it comes to the exercise kind of side of things um and people make excuses a lot and i and i know i'm i'm one of these people you make yeah. excuses why you can't do it or well, start it i'd love to you know be that accountability person i yeah. agree we all need it but you don't yeah. need to do a lot you don't need no. you don't you can start small and uh that'll lead to big great changes so yeah let's yeah let's do it yeah cool well thanks rich uh have a Thank great you, day man. we'll you we'll too. catch up soon no doubt and um yeah uh, say hello to the boys for me from the band whenever you see them next and, well, and all that we'll do yeah we'll do yeah. same same cool cheers everyone thanks for listening Drum for the Song Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Drum for the Song Podcast. If you've enjoyed this, please consider liking the video and subscribing if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts. If you could leave me a review or comment, that would be fantastic too, as it helps other people discover this show. Please also consider sharing this with any family members or friends who might enjoy the content. You can also follow me on social media at Dane underscore drums or at drum for the song or search for drum for the song on Facebook to follow the page 
and join the official Facebook group. If you'd like to support the podcast, you could purchase some merchandise from drumforthesong.com or consider supporting me via Patreon from just £3 per month for additional exclusive content like bonus episodes, video calls with myself, competitions, discounts and much more. Any additional support is always greatly appreciated, but I would like to give extra special thanks to my top tier Groove Master patrons whose names are listed in the description below. My name is Dane Campbell and thanks so much for watching or listening this far. If you're a drummer, don't forget to drum for the song.